Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the three amigos. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing super awesome. Ready to see how Dion's going to twist my brain. Hey, I want to do something real quick. We haven't done a video on this. You got some amazing news about your daughter. Uh, folks on my channel uh, were with us when you and I got the unfortunate news. It's been uh, 14 months-ish. Uh, right, uh, yeah, right, right on there. Yep. Uh, right about 14 right months. Yep. And we got nothing short of a miracle mm -hmm. uh, a couple of days ago. So please share the good news. Let the audience uh, know their prayers and well wishes worked. Yeah. So Eliana got her second set of scans post-treatment. And so the way that they do them is they do scans uh, during your treatment every 90 days. And then the really important ones start coming after you finish treatment. And so kind of the idea is the further away you get from treatment, the more likelihood there is, if there's going to be a return, the more likely it is that there is a return of, of cancer. And so she actually got a clean set of scans a couple days ago. And so, yeah, so it's awesome news. We're very blessed to have the miracle that we have. And uh, Ashley and I took a collective sigh of relief because we didn't have to pull kids out of school and get ready to, you know, jump in those trenches again. But yeah, we're very, very blessed. Uh, have an amazing uh, medical team and uh, amazing support from everybody. So we really appreciate everyone and, and all their prayers because we know that we know that prayer gets answered. Yeah, when when I got when we the three of us got the text, uh, I, uh, I I dropped my phone. It was uh, it was a special day. I'll remember that text forever. So yeah, it was cool. yeah, it was. Uh, she was in, and you always get nervous when things are going longer. And I'm yeah. like, they said two and a half hours. It's been three and a half hours. What's going on? And you're like, what the? What's going on? And yeah, so then we finally got it, and and then uh, the doctor comes to the room and says. I'm not going to belabor the point. She's great. And I was like, oh, thank God. And how old is she again? For so folks, She know is now, she's now 19 months old. Yeah, See, she was diagnosed when she was five, five months old. Five months. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Dion, good luck following that up. I <laughs> know. Uh, thanks. Let me take something totally heartfelt and amazing like that. Congratulations, Matt. And thanks. follow it with something super boring like real estate information. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, folks, um, as you will, hopefully you know by now, we don't plan these videos. Uh, Dion brought a topic. He said three little words. I said, great, that's a video because I have no idea what you're going to say. I do have my thoughts based on the three words. So here we go. Dion, you said these markets will crash. I guess that's four words, sorry. Um, and I wanted to know what you meant by that because I have my feeling when I hear that. So Dion, what do you mean by these markets will crash? Yes, four words, not three. So we're always really careful. I'm trying to be careful and distinguish between a real estate market crash in transactions and a real estate market crash in price. Mm -hmm. So we, while there's a crash in transactions, 
it doesn't make sense to wait to buy, to sit back and say, I'll come back into the market in six months or a year, and then I'll learn the market and buy a great deal when everyone else is trying to return. So we're saying buy cash flowing properties now. Don't wait. If you can't find them, that means you keep hunting, maybe change asset classes, maybe change markets. Like there's all these strategies, but it's not just sit back, wait for the market to change, whatever metric you're waiting for, and then jump back in, except in these markets. This is the one time where I think a person in this market should step back and go, I'm going to see what happens here. So if you knew, if you were around Detroit and you knew car manufacturers were moving out, mm. might've been a good time to wait because that hasn't recovered, right? There are, there are yeah. houses for sale for tax money. Mm -hmm. if, if you also knew that Silicon Valley was going to crash 75%, because of the dot-com crash, but it was going to recover. So it's not always the time to sit back and know, but real estate is local. The largest year-over-year -year crash we've ever seen market-wide was 8.9%, according to the, you know, the data that you put into the 52-year spreadsheet, which you list the data sources for. But right now, we have some local markets that are being impacted, kind of like the car manufacturers moving away, kind of like dot-com hitting the tech industry harder. And that has, and you've talked about this on your channel. So I'm not sharing anything revelationary or newsworthy. I'm sharing if you're in these markets, maybe like a first time home buyer shouldn't take all of our investing advice. They're looking at different things. Mm -hmm. If you live in a town that has primarily been purchased the last couple of years by an AI system mm -hmm. of an iBuyer mm -hmm. and they are about to dump uh, you said it on your news update, uh, which was, I forget what it was, Zillow or Opendoor, Open uh, 70 Open something percent of mm -hmm. their listings being listed lower than what they purchased them for. Yeah, I, wa I want to say that again. It was Sacramento. Shout out Ryan Lundquist, because I like giving credit where I read the information on Twitter. He he pulled recent information. So this was yesterday or the day before. So really, really recent. In Sacramento, Opendoor, of all their active listings, 76% of them are listed below their purchase price. So let me tell you this. If you are in a market where a flipper has listed their 76% of their homes below purchase, yeah, there's some pain coming. So there's over 400 local markets and it pays to know your market. Who's been your competition for the last couple of years? I invest <laughs> between Tacoma and Olympia in two counties in Washington where I buyers are, I don't even think a percent Right. Like a percent of the buyers here. So this is not a market where I'm going to wait for a crash because of the iBuyer situation. But if you're in that market, that doesn't mean disregard what we're saying. It means know your local market and understand that that might be an impact to prices in your market over the next year. Oh, I think I think that is I don't I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, but that I did. a I did a, a list because all the crash. You want to go to a place where there's a lot of anger and just just horrible people go on twitter man i put I'm out a, I, there yeah i was gonna say i put out some real estate content on twitter just trying to grow another <clears> place you know again same same old guy right do the work all this stuff and freaking hatred on that that platform uh but i did just put out a tweet listing the three markets that will crash right these three characteristics of markets that's probably a way i should say it if you have these three characteristics watch out and number one is i buyers and here's the beauty of i buyers to your point 
they they dominate some markets. Ili, Ideas, Phoenix, Vegas, Sacramento, probably Austin, others. Not my I I don't need to know your market. You do your work. You'll know if you have one of those markets. That without question is one of the markets I buyers. And, and I knew this was coming. I have some friends in Phoenix that laughed at iBuyers for the last two years. Their whole marketing system yeah. was to go in and buy for slightly under retail, slightly, 5%, and then sell to an iBuyer and make a crazy spread. Yeah. When you are the sucker in the poker room, you're, you know, they call you the fish. So, yeah, pretty crazy. So, all right. So that is number one. I agree with that. I, yeah, I, I think if you're in one of those markets, but it's not, I want to be very clear. I do not give you permission to do nothing. In your earlier example between Detroit and, and Silicon Valley, your market, if it's dominated by iBuyers, is likely Silicon Valley. It's not going to be 30 years of a shrinking city. It's just, hey, dominated by some stupid buyer with a blank checkbook who's going to be washed out. Lots of people still want to live there, but it's just going to be a lower price point. So what I would do is get on my high horse, get in my buy box, find days on market over 60 or 90 days and write some stupid low offers. This is exactly 2010 where banks were unemotional. I buyers, I promise you, are unemotional. There's some idiot at corporate sitting at a spreadsheet going, why hasn't house one, two, three sold? Get it off the books, get it off the books. Give. If you happen to write an offer on one, two, three, they're going to take it. it. They won't care if it's 20. They've already reserved for bad debt. They're good to go. They're going to wash it off. It won't even hurt them. So I uh, I agree, Dion. Uh, Matt, what do you think? What's another market that will crash? I mean, I'm watching Vegas. I'm trying to buy a home there. So just I'm as cool as the other side of the pillow. I'm just waiting because I don't have rent that I have to pay. It's only going to be an added expense. Yeah. So I can wait it out because it doesn't make any difference to me. It's a second home. It's so yeah. it's truly from my perspective, it's an added expense. I think the big thing is, is that, <clears throat> you know, Elon paid $54 billion for a toilet. And the only question is, is can he make it go to the moon? My guess is he probably can. He probably can. He's going to rocket ship that thing. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does. But if you've never seen Venom, check out Reddit on anything pro business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hated. just, uh, think, yes, just go ahead. Sorry. But I was just going to say, so I think from a market perspective, yeah, I mean, I'm watching Vegas. I'm watching it absolutely fall apart. And that's awesome. I love it. It's fantastic. And we're just going to remain patient because I think that I'm not interested in catching a falling knife. I don't have to pick the bottom. I can wait until the doctor says, it seems like there's a little bit of a heartbeat here. Cool. Now I'll buy, you know, yeah. and that's where you, that's if you're timing the market, when you're looking for appreciation, the only option you have is to time the market. When you're looking on cash flow, you don't have to time the market. All you have to do is evaluate every deal on its face with math. That's it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So here are the three cities, uh, the three characteristics of cities that I put on Twitter. You can go and follow me at one rental at a time. Number one, I buy or dominated markets. We've already hit that. Number two, Airbnb markets, not in prime short-term rental markets, right? There are some cities and towns across the country that have always been short-term rentals. And they will always be short-term rentals. Think beach towns, mountain towns, things of that nature. They're going to be fine. They're going to be better than most. There are some towns that picked up almost as like Zoom towns where Airbnbs brought up and where people started to down-select and all of those pain is coming. Number three, there are some cities 
that had a lot of coastal New York, California, for example, citizens leave work from home. Uh, if we have a bunch of layoffs and all of these other things, we may see a boomerang and people run home. I.E. Twitter is a great example. And I only bring it up because it's real. I expect others to go this direction. Twitter says a year ago, you can work anywhere you want. We're shutting down corporate on market or whatever. Somebody buys it. It gets acquired. The new ownership says, we don't like that model so much. Come back to work. Well, you can always quit. Go work, work somewhere else. Or you run back to San Francisco and go back. That's just an example. I do expect some boomerangs. But here's the rub to Dion's point. I think there are some cities that are all three. Yeah. They're iBuyer dominated. <clears throat> they're Airbnb stupidity. And they were their towns that are set up for boomerang. Phoenix. If you if you're in one of those markets, watch the out. Right? Yeah. Matt? It's look at Phoenix. Six I got a deal presented to me six months ago for 67% IRR. And the, it's a it's large multifamily in Phoenix. Oh. <laughs> They'll be lucky to hit 6.7% IRR with that project when it's done in a year. Yeah, well, I don't know if you guys watch. Uh, Ken McElroy uh, had a great video about pain coming in. He talked about value-add properties blowing up right now, right? Anything value-add, multifamily, has variable rate debt, construction loans. And he didn't say the words, but you could see his face. He was talking about the pain that they are in. I'm like, glad I, glad I didn't pick up that rock. Yeah. The other type think, of crash Dan? we're going to see is, is the people who don't adjust with the times. So yes. I'm going to take... Uh, my my own local experience and, and put it into this. So remember, know your market, know what's going on there. There are cities like Seattle, not really heavily iBuyer dominated, but the rules and regulations change. Working remotely becomes an option. So while there might be some boomerang, we have the people who can work remotely a certain number of days. So Los Angeles was one of the major cities that people were moving out of, but they weren't moving out of the state. They were moving to San Diego. Mm -hmm. They can commute once or twice a week. Seattle came out with some really bad regulations for renters. So you don't want to own a rental in Seattle. The, 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 the laws changed. They flipped against owners. Mm -hmm. So they lost over 3,000 rental units. I saw that. That didn't go to first-time homebuyers. The short-time uh, rental list skyrocketed. But So market saturation would happen. So the, the person who doesn't pay attention to what's happening in their local market and think, okay, so that investing strategy of renting to people who have to live here in the city who have to work here, went away. Then short-term rentals popped up, but now there's a lot of them. So if you were buying and you had to get last year's short-term rental rates to run a profit this year, that's not going to work well. But the person who's paying attention, who, who knows what's going on in a market, I don't see the rent, rental units coming back in Seattle. I don't see them taking away the laws that force the owners to say, yep, I'm just not gonna own here. Uh, so know what's going on in your local market before you say something like, I'm going to sit back for a year and not do anything. I don't think that's ever going to benefit anybody. But when you talk about your local market, it's not just what's happening and where you invest. What's happening to the commuters <clears throat> where you invest. Exactly. Yeah. One more, one more thought on that before we wrap this video up. I think LA County is going to be a wonderful case study. It's not a market any of us invest in. It's one that um, I guess of the three of us, it's closest to me. Uh, I'm watching because they have kept some eviction moratoriums in place until next year. I suspect 
that uh, like Seattle, we are about to see an exodus of mom and pop landlords from L.A. County, and it will not feel good long term. It's going to be a problem. So I think we'll start hearing about this probably this time next year as more and more mom and pop lenders or uh, owners leave. And um, I think there's a lot of pain coming down there. But yes, I do think there are some markets that will crash. If you can find a market like Phoenix is a great example that is an iBuyer dominated market uh, that maybe even multiple iBuyers in the case of Phoenix. It is. Offer pad, <laughs> open door. If Zillow, Zillow was there for a while. Yeah. So uh, um, Airbnb dominated or spike and a Zoom town. <clears throat> Yeah, you got some pain coming. But again, I stress that's probably 12, 15, 25 markets out of the 512 or whatever we have. So again, do your work, have your buy box, your discipline, have some fun with this. Uh, Dion, thank you for this topic. Where can people find you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom, where I do my live streams Tuesday afternoons, 4 p.m. Pacific. Awesome. And Matt? I think the other thing real quickly, Mike, I think the other thing is going to surprise people in this is that it very likely will lead to dislocation between the case shiller and the real market. <clears throat> oh, there were a lot of people doing a lot of work in those major metros, Airbnb, iBuyers. That's where they focus because their rule is, if it doesn't have a million people in it, I'm not investing there because I can't have possibilities of growth and learning the market. Guess what's going to happen? Likely, case shiller is going to be absolutely horrible news, dislocated from the actual market, and then everybody will act like the actual market is based on what Kay Schiller is talking about. Heard it here first. So Lum Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube and Instagram, Sunday morning live streams, 1130 a.m. Eastern time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chuck.